0: Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Louis and Tony. Hello Canada, Tony here again. Today's date still March 29th, 2020 and hope you enjoyed our full episode earlier today. It's uh, 36 hours earlier than our normal weekly episode but sometimes we've got to just squeeze these things in when we have time for them and tomorrow night would not have worked for us so we squeezed one in this morning. So hopefully you had a chance to enjoy it and hopefully you enjoy my little rant over the next few minutes here just to get some things off my chest that I've learned since our episode and things that we just weren't able to squeeze into our episode. I do want to start off on a positive note for this rant because there certainly are some positives that need to be pointed out in you know, these very uncertain times we live in right now. And the biggest positive I have, and I'm really actually very happy to report that Canadians are rallying around this cause and meaning like I really would not have expected Canadians to rally together. But this whole idea of staying home and self-isolating is something that Canadians are are actually catching on to now. This is our second week the end of our second week of of canadians being asked to self-isolate to stay home and it's become a rallying cry there's a hashtag stay home trending on twitter and everywhere i go i do see signs up saying hey people stay home and such messages are going out across the country and it's one rallying cry that canadians from coast to coast to coast to use the old cliche have caught on to and I think it's great because while Canadians are talking about stay home, stay safe, what Canadians are not talking about is gender pronouns. What Canadians are not talking about is which bathroom we should be using. And what Canadians are not doing is they are not out blockading railroads and streets and they are not rallying about the evils of fossil fuels and climate change. Canadians are actually united in one voice saying, stay home. Now, on the not-so-positive side of that very message, I have seen it on our good friend Facebook, a lot of messages of how the greatest generation was asked to go to war to save the world, and you're being asked to sit on the couch. It's like, okay, let us not get too self-important. By no means are all of us folks staying home on our couches even remotely coming close to the the bravery and self-sacrifice of the greatest generation going off and risking their lives in order to save our way of life but it is nice to see that you know our the Canadians do understand the importance of staying home and no Canadians more so than our teen boys at at home here they have not left the house in two weeks and are quite happy to continue to isolate just to keep our neighbors safe. The parents, not so much as in not so safe because uh, our sanity is certainly at risk. Um, And somebody else who's got some good news for us is Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, the wife of prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Now, You all will know that she actually had tested positive for the Wuhan virus a couple of weeks ago, and so she was self-isolating in Rideau Cottage with her family, so possibly infecting them as well, I guess, if she was indeed positive. So she uh, has finished her two-week self-quarantine. She now has a clean bill of health. I think that's fantastic, and... I'm happy to hear that. I'm I'm seriously very happy for, for Mrs. Trudeau that she has recovered and she is now fine. And actually her and her children have now moved out of Rideau Cottage and are going to stay at the Prime Ministerial Vacation Cottage in Quebec. And the red flag here, the question I have to ask is, if Sophie and the kids are now moving to the cottage a who is not moving to the cottage well that would be her husband our prime minister Justin Trudeau now why has he chosen to stay at Rideau cottage and not move to the vacation cottage here's really this, this here's the answer that's going to create more questions he says he is going to stay for a, up to another 2 weeks at Rideau cottage because he was staying with somebody who was infected so he wants to self isolate for a further 2 weeks to make certain he does not have the virus in the, on the surface that actually sounds okay however if the children were also living with mom and dad for the 2 weeks that mom was infected and was self isolating shouldn't the kids also be staying at Rito Cottage with Dad while a mom goes off by herself to the vacation cottage. See, that doesn't add up for me' cause the kids also stayed with somebody who was infected for two weeks and you know Mr. Trudeau portrayed himself as being the stay at home dad in the media for for two weeks. so I'm just curious why it is that he feels it's so it's safe for his children to go off and potentially infect their mom again, if that, if indeed they could have an infection, but yet he is staying by himself at, at Rito Cottage. Okay, and now allow me to put this one to bed because I have seen the, some conspiracy theorists already say that, oh, Mr. Trudeau can't leave because he is home under house arrest. Of course, there's no, absolutely no proof, no backing to say that he is indeed under house arrest or what for for that matter so let me just say that as far as i know under the canadian criminal code being an absolute incompetent boob of a prime minister is not a crime at least not at this point being a complete absolute screw up at your job is not a crime it should get you fired and i mean in this case of mr trudeau it just gets you re-elected after four years but None of that, none of the incompetence, none of the overspending, none of the lying, none of the ethics violations are a crime. Oh, actually, the ethics violations are a crime, but he paid his $200 fine, so we're okay. He's good. He's paid his debt to society. So those of you tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorists who say he's under house arrest and that's why he can't leave the cottage, remember that he comes out to the front steps to do his little press brief or so is he just not allowed to leave the front steps is he confined to the grounds come on people give your heads a shake anyway i'm putting that one to bed i'm calling schmatsy on that one and if i get proven wrong you are more than welcome to drop me an email and tell me all about exactly how wrong i am but until then let us talk about some of the more shenanigans that our illustrious prime minister is up to now I had alluded to this on a prior episode when I was speaking with Lewis because I had actually heard that Mr. Trudeau, and it was Thursday morning that he had been speaking with some leaders from some African nations, and that you know brought some attention because we had to ask, well, Kenya, for example, Uganda, and... There was another nation he had, whose leader he had spoke to. At any rate, we thought they had no real nexus with Canada, so we we're kind of wondering why exactly we were communicating and whatnot, having these his phone conversations. And so then I I mused, well, I wonder if he's still campaigning for that worthless United Nations Security Council seat. And we get confirmation this weekend. Thank you, The National Post, that. Indeed, they are still campaigning for a worthless U.N. Security Council seat. In the middle of a global pandemic, Mr. Trudeau and his foreign minister are still campaigning, lobbying African nations for votes of support for Canada's bid for a worthless seat, a temporary seat, a non-voting position on the Security Council, and this article I read in the in the post was actually somewhat supportive in saying, "Oh, and the he, the arguments they've laid out are solid arguments that that Canada's voice would be very important on the Security Council," and laid out all these reasons why the world needs Canada as a neutral power, a soft power, and going on and on and on, and then of course it also said that. The other countries in contention for the seat, being Ireland and I believe Norway, was the other country have better bids and they give more to foreign aid. Excuse me. Than Canada does, so they have certainly a better case for them to get the seat. And so, of course, what did Mr. Justin Trudeau say? Hold my beer. How's 50 million to start with, and we will increase that aid as uh, as needed. To which I said, Okay, wait a minute you are running now a $107 billion budget deficit for this year for some aid in Canada. We're still fighting the pandemic here. We're still, you know, deteriorating our economy further and further, yet you're already pledging more money for foreign aid to help other countries just in order to help your bid for a United Nations seat. Now, I'll actually even be fair to Mr. Trudeau that Mr. Harper had started this campaign years back, but it's sort of somewhat backed off on it. But Mr. Trudeau, of course, he wants all that prestige that the United Nations would bring, and I don't even know how much prestige that would be, because as far as I'm concerned, the United Nations is a pretty useless organization. But anyway, he's after that prestige, and he believes that Canada should have a seat on the UN Security Council, no matter how much money it costs Canada, because, well doesn't cost Mr. Trudeau anything, does it? So all I can say, Mr. Trudeau, if you're listening, and as we've said before, we've established this, I know you are. Stop it. Okay? Just stop it. Grow up. Take care of Canada first. I actually gave you credit that you've done some very good press conferences and keep doing that. Keep actually taking care of this country. Now, Speaking of those those morning press briefings he does, it's usually right around 11 o'clock Eastern time, 11.15. He had spoke out, I guess it was Thursday, and talked about, and Lewis and I discussed this on the show this morning, that he was quite condescending to Canadians and saying that enough is enough. Go home and stay home. And then went on to continue to condescend and lecture to Canadians about how they need to do what they are told. And I thought leadership isn't always condescending and talking down to the people you were supposed to be leading to, you know, compel them to do what you want them to do. And he certainly, and the media, of course, is trying to gloss it over by saying, oh, and the teacher in him came out today when he scolded Canadians on the fact that they should go home. And I thought, no, the condescending asshole in Mr. Trudeau came out in scolding Canadians, telling them to go home and stay home. And that kind of arrogance is not needed in this, these kind of times. And I actually thought he had given some very comforting speeches before and that he'd done quite well, and I'd actually given him credit for that. But that particular day, no, sorry, no credit for you, Mr. Trudeau. So I'm going to wrap this up just by saying directly to to Justin Trudeau, sir, please, I beg you, how about just put the whole UN security seat on, on a pause right now, hit the pause button, focus on Canada. We still have a growing number of cases of the Wuhan virus here. How about you focus your efforts on containing and defeating this disease first and then focus on the bankruptcy crisis that's right around the corner because in a matter of three days you're going to see a whole bunch of mortgage payments in this country not get paid so let's focus on that let's focus on rebuilding canada's economy let's focus on paying off that enormously disgusting amount of debt you and your government have built up and maybe after that maybe then and only then can you start worrying about a seat with the United Nations. All right? Deal? Deal. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony.